Thanks for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. If you didn't know, we do over 100 different after shows a week for your favorite TV series. We do it in podcast and video form, and it's never been easier to start your own podcast to get in with us and talk about the things you love. If you've ever thought about it, go to anchor.fm start to start your own podcast. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and super easy to use. Now, Anchor can match you with sponsors who want to advertise on your show and get you paid right away. Doing over 100 shows a week, but it makes it so much easier to be able to cut out things that we want to cut out and insert things that we want to insert to make the show the quality that you, the fans, deserve. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start. That's anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. I can't wait to hear it. I'm free to do what I want. Any old time. That's the song that is sticking in my mind for this episode. I'm free. Season one, last episode. I'm so sad about it. Guys, stay tuned for more. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Guys, welcome back to the After Buzz After Show, the act on Hulu. It has been a ride, and I'm telling you, that's all I can do. It's Wusa. I have still so many questions. I have still so many thoughts. So let's just jump right in. And before we do, guys, I'm Lynn and to my left, the whole team is back in here. Chelsea Snyder. Hi, guys. Raven French. Hi, guys. Chef Beans with the mental cuisine. Chef with the every time he says that I'm like wait are we all mental? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a true statement. <laughs> Guys, are you sad that this is the last episode? Yes, I'm sad too. What were your overall thoughts? I thought this episode was very ironic. There was a lot of irony, but okay. I I like that though because they're so creative with the show that I would have been disappointed if they didn't like you know have those little hidden ironic moments in the last episode. Okay. I thought it was good. Raven? Oh, I was waiting for this show. I was not underwhelmed. Of course, I would love more, but my first note says, from princess to prisoner. Ooh, Ooh. la la. Yeah. Wow, what a difference. Yeah, I really like this episode a lot. It had me on the edge of my seat, and I like the spicy and the little Easter eggs that they slid in there as well. It, it was very exciting. I'm just happy to talk about it. I'm just ready to jump in. I feel a little different. I oh. loved the episode, but I feel uh, unfulfilled. I'm unfulfilled mm-hmm. with the ending. I'm unfulfilled with how they left it off. I'm unfulfilled that they left Nick out for the majority mm-hmm. of this. And True. Nick was an important part, obviously, um, in this whole situation. I know the story was about Gypsy, but he was a major part of how Gypsy got to where she got. And uh, I feel like this should not be in an, an anthology it should be season two, the act with Gypsy and Nick. That's my thought. Yeah, we should petition it. Let's do that. Let's start. A, let's start a uh, hashtag Hulu bring season two. change.org. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of change.org, guys, make sure you're staying tuned to our news and gossip and in reality, because I have some news about that as well. Uh, let's jump right in. So we jump into 1997. Right. We're in Louisiana. We see that Gypsy and Dee Dee are sleeping outside under the stars. In a cemetery. Right. And what were your thoughts about that? Well, at first, I thought it was weird. I'm just putting that. I thought that I wouldn't... <laughs> I personally... Like, I get where she's coming from. Like, she was trying to have a moment with her daughter. 
But am I the only one that thought that was odd? I would never take my child and lay in a cemetery. Ever. I mean, that's just me. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, at first I didn't really know what was going on. I was trying to figure it out, but I guess they were trying to show the nurturing or protecting aspect of Dee Dee. That's what I got from it, but it was a little awkward for me, too. I was like, are they in a cemetery right now? What do you think, Raven? Definitely. It shows both of the mom, because she's twisted, but she's she's still so very loving. So it showed, like, if if there were just a park, then I'd be like, aw, but then it the fact that it's in a cemetery shows you just yeah. the mental state. You guys are so sweet. I thought, <laughs> my first thought was, oh, they're homeless now. So she killed the mom and they got kicked out of the house. So now they're all, they're playing pretend mm-hmm. tent and camping, but y'all oh, are homeless. Right, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. I didn't think, oh, I didn't yeah. think they were homeless too. I didn't think Dee Dee was being that nurturing at all. I was like, oh, <laughs> Y'all done the most, and you haven't come up with your scam yet. Got but it. That's how you protect your kid with those kind of stories. Yeah. Yeah. You protect their innocence, even though at the same on the flip side, it's still her twisted side. You you have that child thinking she's in a wheelchair. Absolutely, and so. I, I, I get it. I get it. That was the beginning of the end, as far as I'm concerned. She's like, "Let me get my story straight." So the stars are angels. You're an angel, you and, and you're an angel, and you're and we protect an, yeah. each other. I'm out of it. I'm over it. <laughs> Then we uh, jump to 2015. We're in Missouri, and it's the state versus Blanchard and uh, Gaudijon, and they're both charged with first-degree murder. And the state is saying this happened between June 9th and June 14th. They've killed this woman, and how do y'all plead? And we get a resounding not guilty. What did you think of that scene as being the second scene? Yeah, it was like... I felt like Gypsy, she's still trying to play this innocent role, but I, I kind of was a little empathetic for Nick. Like, this... Really? Like, that, I kind of felt Nick's pain. Like, so this isn't the Bonnie and Clyde thing that we agreed about? Like, that's right. my initial thought. Like, okay, Gypsy's about to start her own way out of this. Yeah, I agreed. Well, she's, she's her mother's child. True. Mm-hmm. So part of that is built in, it's yeah. nurtured in. Listen, we talked about it a lot last week and I have to reiterate that she is definitely a master manipulator and she learned, it was like generation after generation after generation of Blanchard women that were able to manipulate situations, manipulate men, manipulate each other and you saw her in that, what is it? Flight versus... Fight versus flight. Fight versus yeah. flight. This girl's fighting, and she's fighting for herself and her own self. Selfishly, yeah. she's she not care she's about quick Nick. to throw him under the bus, and it's been shown multiple times. Multiple and other people, times. she just as long as she's taken care of, she doesn't care. She'll throw people under the bus immediately, and it's natural. Just mm-hmm. to think about it. It's abs- It's like a switch goes off, and she's like, "Oh no, you, not me. Yeah, it's you, not me." And she's mm-hmm. still trying to play the victim here, even though she's on trial. She's like, "Well, you said as my lawyer that my mom was victimizing me, mm-hmm. right. and you said that you did this, and I'm not actually the one who stabbed her." Now, mind you, you bought the knife, you thought of the plan, mm-hmm. you manipulated <coughs> Nick to do it, and when we saw later on in the episode how she took it out of the case, right. walked down the hall, checked in, sneaked in. She had a lot of opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Yes. This is a bad this. idea. Yeah. I don't want to do this. But guess what? She snuck, she looked in and she's like, mm, I'm good. Goes to the door and it's on. So at what point are you not a part of this? Like it, it infuriates me. So then we flip over to the neighbors, and they're shocked about the murder and the years of deception. What did you guys think of Lacey and Mel's response? 
I thought it was appropriate. Honestly, well, I don't want to jump ahead. Once we get to the topic, I'll say my piece about that. But um, I would be upset, too, because I try to put myself in their shoes of knowing somebody for a long time and then seeing them walk. I mean, I wouldn't have, I don't know what reaction I would have. I'd be really upset that somebody would lie and cheat charities out of money that there's kids that really do need that. I mean, I'd be furiated. I'd be really, yeah. really upset. So Would you I love the um, the mom's bluntness when the daughter said, I forgot what the daughter said, but she said, yeah, I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, she's like, oh, are you happy that people are, like, talking mm-hmm. about them? And she's like, yeah, actually, I am. Yeah. Because I like they, her they built the house. Like, you got to think mm-hmm. about it. This was already their community before they moved there from Louisiana. And Mel was on top of it from episode one when she saw her stealing in the mall. Like, okay, you're up to something. Then she kind of lowered her guard years later to see this girl that you didn't think could walk to walk on TV. I would have been shocked as well and pissed off. Guys, you remember in our very first episode, we talked about this where we were like, that's a community. I don't know if you guys know about Habitat for Humanity, but the community comes out and that's a community house. They care mm-hmm. about it because their blood, sweat, and tears are in that house. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they'd be pissed. And for seven years, it wasn't like it was 30 days or 60 mm-hmm. days. or night. Seven years, this was a con, and it was a con in a community that was giving and giving and mm-hmm. giving to them. And I love that neighbor that said, oh, yeah, they were conning Ronald McDonald. Right. Oh, I was yeah. like, exactly. <laughs> Who cons oh, Ronald was, McDonald? No, and she's like, I'm going to get my blender. I'm like, you go get your blender, For girl. real. Get Petty, it all. Pettiness on level 100. I'm going to get my blender. <laughs> walk over there, then the other neighbors walk behind her like, I'm going to get my stuff, too. Listen, like, let me get my coffee, too. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Okay. Let me see what else might be mine in your house. <laughs> that I built with my hard earned hands and cash. Yes. Thank you. For real, for real. Um, so we see that Gypsy meets with the lawyer, and the first thing she says was, was they wouldn't really execute me in that little voice that she has. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm about to slap you in your face. This is the real world. Yes, right. this is the real world. Right. So I think Gypsy's little princess bubble kept getting popped throughout this episode. Like, mm-hmm. all of this, even the way the guards were treating her, like, you're not going to get us the same way you manipulated everybody else. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, when she was mm-hmm. like, oh, I've been in a wheelchair all my life. Bitch, you have not <laughs> been in the wheelchair. <laughs> I've seen you go to the kitchen and pop that, like, whipped cream in your mouth. Yes. I've seen you go talk to your boyfriend friend online right. so stop it right now Jump, yes. jumped right out yes. that chair to get into oh, that yeah. laptop yes. multiple times well I found it interesting in that it's like always her go to that's like all she knows I actually wrote that down like she's like oh I wobble because I was in a wheelchair my whole life I'm like is that your, always going to be your go-to? Like, are you just going to victimize your... And he's like, I don't care. Like, you know. Right. But well, she loves the attention of mm-hmm. being a victim. Mm-hmm. She loves that people go the extra mile for her because she's in a wheelchair. And we all know that from seeing her at the diner and how the waitress just dismissed her <laughs> and she wasn't used to it, right? So she thought in prison that she was going to be able to still continue to manipulate and still get the attention. Because I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when she went to the prison doctor and said uh-huh. that she could keep her feeding tube... Uh, no, uh, and the doctor was like, that's biohazard. biohazard. <laughs> I was like, mic drop. No, that's that was biohazard. Funny. Speaking of mic drop, let's talk a little bit about our network for everyone. Yes. Here so, at After Buzz. 
Before we move on to the next topic, we just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. We couldn't do this without you. And before we continue, we just need you to do a few things. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, please leave a nice, healthy, authentic comment because we appreciate it all and we will respond. After Buzz has meant so much to all of us and definitely given us confidence inside and outside the studio. So if you could do those few things, thank you so much. And we are available on Spotify now. So make sure you stay tuned in. Love yes. that. Yes. Guys, I just want to give a uh, shout out to our live chat. It is popping. Hey. And specifically, specifically Chanel. Chanel, your thoughts are appreciated. We love that you watch us. We yes. love that, you know, you think there should be a season two as well because we're all about it. And we love you right back. So thank you for watching. Yes. Oh, thank you, Nelly. He already gave you a nickname. Y'all are friends. Chanel. (laughs) Nelly. (laughs) Ridiculous. Uh, So, uh, Gypsy says uh, that she's not really into this Bonnie and Clyde deal Mm -mm. when we see her walking past Nick. And that's the moment. Like, I, you guys know, this whole season have not had empathy for anyone. I haven't. Really? No, right. And I had. Are you Not laughing at, at me right now? <laughs> I haven't because y'all are ridiculous, and I watch enough true crime to know that you all made your own choices. Right. But in that moment, I felt for Nick. I felt mm-hmm. for him because he still didn't get it. Mm-hmm. He still thought that everything was going to be okay. We're going to weather through this, and maybe I'll spend a couple of years in jail, but then we'll be together and start a family and live happily ever after. Like, I got all that mm-hmm. from when he's like, oh, I get it. I, I understand what happened to Bonnie and Clyde. They died, but they died together. Oh, you know what, boo-boo. And just be like, er, no, no, yeah. You turn, nope. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> boo-boo, it's over for you. I'm so sorry. But Gypsy even assured him in the closet before the cops broke down that door. It's like, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. We got this. Fast forward, you know, Nick snuck away from the guard to try to talk to her. She burst in his bubble, and like you said, his world just came crashing down. And it didn't make it better with the guard cursing out, like, come on, get back. What you think you're doing? Like, I thought it was, it was just a very transparent scene with the reality of the situation. And you can't... I've always felt bad for Nick. Mm-hmm. But for Gypsy... You can't make choices outside of what you know. You're being so hard on her. How can you make any different choices with information you've been given in your life? And Me, you, you all of us, we can only make choices based off of information we've been given yeah, and how we've been nurtured. Know. Raven, I love you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Tell her. Tell her I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay. So... We talk about this a little bit, and I know that this is something that we've talked about in the past, but the cycle of abuse. And, you know, if you are abused, you become an abuser and all of that. But that's not necessarily true for everyone, because you can break that cycle. Mm -hmm. You can break that cycle, and it becomes, it's, it's up to you to do that. And you have to be strong enough and able enough to do that. And I think when Mel sat down with her and she was trying to manipulate Mel and say, hey, you know what? You can be my mom now because I need one. And Mel said to her, no, I can't be your mom. You're on your own. That was a teaching lesson for her. She was saying, you created this situation. Sometimes you have to go through it. There's no way around it. There's no one you can pull in. You have to own it and go through it. And I think that even though she may not have known better, you know she knew better. She knew better in this scene when we talked about earlier where she walked down the hall and she felt guilt and she felt 
anxiety so she had to pop a pill and she still did it anyway because she was being selfish when she went to jail and she blamed or when she was being interrogated and she was blaming Nick saying she knew nothing about it she knew she was lying but she was lying to manipulate the situation because at no point does she want to take responsibility for her actions because her actions have reactions so I get what you're saying there are victims out there and being a victim you can overcome but you have to want to overcome mm-hmm. right and I agree which is why I think it's going it's going to start after I don't think um, before that moment there was just that capacity for her she this is something she's been going through since she was an infant really she just wasn't aware as an infant but it's something she's been going through since that time yes she could have made a different choice I mean in well this is a true story but just in just reality of things we see that people do yeah Um, in life that we hear about every day. Everybody can make a different choice, Mm -hmm. but until you have that moment, like what she had with Mel, it is selfish. I really struggle with my feelings. We talked about this before the show, Raven and I. I really do struggle with my, excuse me, my feelings about Gypsy because, especially the part like with the doctor when she's like, I want to keep the tube. It's the last memory I have of my mom, and I'm kind of like, but you you killed her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's really difficult for me to understand her mind if that makes sense like how can you be you know I love my mom even when she's talking to Mel and she's like I love my mom so much she took care of me her dad but then like at the end of the day like you had her killed right. like you you murdered your mother the person that gave you life but then you say all these other things like oh I loved her so much and I want a piece of her to remember like to me that's just mind baffling like I can't wrap my mind around her mindset sometimes like it really bothers me that someone can go from like this to this in a matter of seconds. You get what I'm saying? Well, yeah. yeah. I feel it's like a lot of people feel that way. Um, issues for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of like, dang, like, how it's do you get to that point? You, know? you get to that point because you throw out anything out there that you think someone's going to attach to mm-hmm. and then feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be a positive result in your favor. In your favor. And That's if it true. doesn't, you just keep, you keep throwing those tads out there and eventually someone's going to bite. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what I think. Uh, Gypsy is in line for the phone. She calls Lacey. And she's basically like, hey, I'm so sorry I haven't called you in so long. <laughs> like a weirdo. Um, but <laughs> it was. I mean, I, she doesn't really call her that much that we see. So Not just that. Weird. Like, you were on the run because you killed your mom. Like you're in prison. Like and you're now you're in prison. prison. So it's not like you've been super busy that, oh, by the way, I got distracted. Let me <laughs> call you right back. Called like, hey, I've girl. been in prison. Right. Hey, girl, what's going on? It's like, what? Right. So she says, the news is not the whole story. Uh, my mom was cheating people, but I wasn't. Again, she's like the victim. My mom was being um, medically abusive towards me. And, you know, will you come visit so I can explain the whole story to you? And Lacey's kind of like, I don't uh, don't think about that. Yeah, I'm going to think about it. And we fast forward. Lacey decides she's not going, but Mel shows up. We talk about we've talked a little bit about that. But let's talk about when her dad comes to visit. So she thinks that it's Lacey again, but it's her dad. What did you guys think of that interaction where the dad was nervous? She was nervous and she was hostile towards him. I think her hostility came from, of course, everything that her mom put into her mind. Like, yeah, your father's not there, X, Y, and Z. So when he did show up because she needed those medical records, I think it was just an introduction to him trying to, I guess, reintroduce himself to his daughter. But also Gypsy, 
I guess just not being as open. And after a while, of course, he broke down her guard. But I just thought it was a very sad like scene, and also very telling at how not just the cops in the community to an extent, but how even her father failed her. You felt like her father failed her. I feel like her her father failed her because yes, you're only hearing with what I guess Didi is saying. But after a while, I think I would have did more digging, like me me personally. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I, I think he saying. I think he, he even felt that at the end, like mm-hmm. at that as they were like looking at each other and everything like that. Like he could have done more. Me personally, though I wasn't in his shoes, I just feel like I would have like done more. Like there's no way my daughter's always like. Not available, not or even the, me right. wanting to see her. Like right. I would have wanted to at least see her. I don't care if she can't respond. I'm gonna go to where you are and go see her. Like right. this like, is years. I'm telling you this. If I'm sending you twelve hundred dollars a month, you bet I'm seeing you. Right. You bet mm-hmm. that whoever my spouse is, the whoever is in charge over on that end, is not keeping mm-hmm. me away from you. Sorry. Because it's not like <laughs> Gypsy hasn't been on TV shows and things like that, like talking, singing. She's very present. Yeah. So you're telling me I'm sending 1200 a month, but I can never talk to my daughter every time I call? That's why I feel like he might have felt like I could have done better. Yeah, I feel, I I feel you. I actually felt that he showed her genuine love. Even in real life, that's what came to my mind, that she's sitting there defending her mom while he's showing her all these lies, <laughs> big files of lies. And I'm, <laughs> it's like lie after lie. But in my mind, I was kind of like, because I've seen, obviously we talked about the documentary, and he's still there for her, and she pretty much murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, like, in my mind, I would expect him to be like, well, you know what? I don't really know her. She's killed somebody at this point. Mm-hmm. What difference would it make if I would just stay away? I don't know her really. Anyways, and he's still present in her life, you know, wants to take her home in real life, said that she's going to go live with him. And that, to me, I feel like is true love right there. And she is ignorant to it because she doesn't really know what that is. I like the writing of it, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it came from them talking to him at all in real life, but at no moment did he say your mom was crazy or your mom was this. The The way that he spoke with her was still with some kind of respect, respect or yeah. reverence, at yeah. least, to the mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He mm-hmm. said, your mom told you a lot of stuff. Right. Um, and you have to remember that I was only 17 years old and she was right. 23 when we got married. And he was basically saying in that moment that he didn't know himself. Mm-hmm. And so because he didn't know himself and he didn't know what to do and he didn't know how to take care of a kid, he let her take control and he let her lead. And then she left uh and she kept moving, and he had a hard time keeping up with that. And if you think about when you were 17 and what you did and where you were, I mean, that part makes sense. So mm-hmm. I think that he was trying to make up for the time lost. And mm-hmm. I agree with Chef that he realized that he probably could have done more. And in hindsight, he could have tried to find her. He could have tried to show up and all of that stuff. But he was also, you know, growing into being a man. And what I thought was important about that scene as well as the medical records, you could tell that he went through all of those medical oh, records because mm-hmm. he knew exactly where mm-hmm. to point out yep. and see this at three, this didn't happen at <laughs> five, this didn't happen and and down and down the list. I have um, respect for him as a man. I do. I do. I do. I, I do. think that that was him, important. The real him. What yeah. what we've seen of him. No true. We don't know him fully, but what I've seen of him. I, he's a good dad, fully. Okay, he's guys, I want to talk a little bit about uh, this episode not including Nick very much. Right. And, uh, you know, I know I said it at the top of the show, but I think that that was something that was upsetting to me because I would like to have seen Nick's um, experience in jail 
And at the same time, I would also like to see the lead up to the trial because they spend a lot of time talking about the trial and them possibly getting the death penalty and then severing the trial so that they have separate trials. And then they kind of just pushed Nick to the side, in my opinion, for this last episode. What do you guys think? I agree. And we talked, My this is why I want to talk about Nick. I feel like what Raven feels. I feel really bad for him. Um, I'm not saying that I don't think he shouldn't be in, like, an institution. Um, I'd be a little nervous to send him out into society because mm-hmm. he obviously has some issues. But I really don't think he deserves to be in prison he, because he's so autistic. I just I feel for him because I don't think he really understands what's going on. He has, like, a mind of a 16-year-old. And even the part with the guard, I mean, I know they're mean to you in prison, obviously. That's what goes along with that. But even then, he was kind of like, uh, like he's a child, like almost. And I just don't think he should have gotten life in prison. That's just my opinion. Well, yes, and Correa. Completely agree. I, I felt bad for him since the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think I said, is mm-hmm. he the victim or like who? Mm-hmm. He's the victim here. And right. I, I agree that he should be in some type of institution, something where he can get some help. I'm really curious about him in real life as a person right. to see how far they stretched. Who he is, or did not stretch who he is, or you know. You know, I read an article and I thought about you because uh, the basically the gist of the article was those that have watched um, the documentary and have read all the articles are having a different experience with the act than someone who hasn't seen any of that mm-hmm. and is coming in open. Mm-hmm. Um, the experience you're having is is completely different, and I'm excited for you to see all the other stuff mm-hmm. so that you can have a full picture and see if that changes the way you see things and how they mm-hmm. portrayed this. Mm-hmm. And guys, for you guys who are watching, I'd love to know in the comments on YouTube, on AfterBuzz, wherever you're watching or listening to us, <coughs> what you think of the overall picture since we're coming to the close of this. I want to talk about um, the actual killing. So in this episode, we see a flashback of Gypsy... And how the whole killing went down. And without having to go into all the details, Gypsy played a major part of it. Mm-hmm. And she helped wash Nick <coughs> up. They spent the night there. They had sex in her bed while the mom was dead in the room oh, next door. Yeah, that was creepy. Very. You know, she listened to the killing. And once it was done, she oh. like took her hands away from her. All of those things. And yet again, we see that she was trying to not take any responsibility. What did you guys think of that? Um, I think this scene showed if this was an accurate depiction, how Nick was just like a puppet in Gypsy's puppet master show. She just kind of like, boom, here's the knife. Go handle your business. And then when it was over, even when she kind of snapped to reality, she was just kind of like, okay, whatever. Like it happened now I can go into my freedom. So I think it just showed how quickly everything happened, but also how much Gypsy had a major role in all this. She's acting oblivious. Oh my gosh, but, but my mom. Right. But... Right. You know what was going on. Right. What did you think, Raven? I did. Um, I, and my notes, which I can't see now. My <laughs> I did write down just even from the the text that I'm here. And I wrote down what you said about the opportunities of her. The opportunity she had to change her mind the moment before when she was in the bed with her mom. And just all those moments that happened. And just it made me wonder the the psychology of a person who just like in some relationships where instead of just divorcing they kill the person like mm-hmm. that 
all of that made me wonder about that. Like, mm. cause she could have just ran away now at this point. What, what does that mean to a person to kill them instead? Instead of, I, in some relationship situations, you know, it's anger, resentment, which I wrote down. Right. Does she just hate her now? So yeah. that's why, mm-hmm. cause you could run away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what do you think? It was very disturbing. Um, just her sitting there cleaning him up, like cleaning up her mother's blood, like just scene by scene. It was just really chilling. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like you just killed your mother. You're cleaning her blood off of your boyfriend. And then you just like switch. Like you could see her like staring off and being like, Oh, like you saved me. Like it was like a complete mind shift of like, well, this is what I did. And I, this is what I'm going with. Kind of like what Raven said, you only know what you know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she's fantasized about being with a man her whole life, and then she did whatever it took to do it, and then once she finally got it, she's like, I don't like this. You know what I mean? Like, I did that as a teenager. Like, I wanted boyfriends that I couldn't be with, and once I had them and I did all that fighting with my parents, I was like, this sucks. Like, I don't want this. But you only know what you know. And I just, even them having sex afterwards is so... I took it as, like, teenage behavior. Like, you know what I mean? When you're a teenager, you just do that wherever you want. You know what I mean? Like, the most inappropriate times, the most inappropriate places, because it's, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, the thing. It's, like, the thing. Like, to me, I'm, like, they're so childlike. With the teddy bear there. Yeah, like, it was just very (laughs) gross. It was awkward. That's how I felt. Yeah. I mean, for me, it it was hard, because when I saw... uh, So, we fast forward to the next day, and you see Nick in the tub, and he's cleaning the blood out of his clothes. But meanwhile... Gypsy's putting on her makeup and packing the knife, the and knife. choosing what to wear. Then she calls the taxi like it's nothing. And I'm like, you just killed your mom. And then when she flips it and all of a sudden she's super excited. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm so excited to she start my life with you. The yeah. adventure you're taking me on, I'm like, girl... You She's are crazy. Mental, guys. You have <laughs> to rob lums. I don't know if I felt that she was she was mental. I felt like she's so deep in this manipulation mm-hmm. that it's like a sociopath. She just doesn't care. Right. She cares enough about herself only to get her to where she wants to go. Mm-hmm. And that was the scary part for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're, <clears throat> if you're like young and innocent and you don't know any better and you've been a prisoner from your mom, you know, medically abusing you, you would think that your presence of mind is not there. Right. You would think that you were scared and have remorse for what you've done. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't see it in that moment. <coughs> yeah, I think it was also like a buildup like, uh, that she got from that, that rush from first sneaking to buy the mm-hmm. phone, then to sneaking to buy the laptop, and then the knife. I think it was all just a buildup. And when it was finally there... I think she her this episode being titled Free, her having the free will, she made the decision that she made, and we see the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So uh, before we move on to our in reality and news and gossip, let's talk about that last scene and the ending of the episode. So last scene, we see her uh, walking in prison, and she goes to her cell, and she puts her head on her dead mother's shoulder, and we see the end credits where we know that she uh, was there for a year and then she pled guilty to second degree murder. She got 10 year sentence and she's saying when she comes out that she's planning to start a family for herself. And then Nick got convicted of first degree murder and he got life without parole. So what do you guys think of that last scene? What did you guys think of the ending? Cause this is the ending of this uh, anthology of the act. 
What did you guys think? Did you feel fulfilled? And was that the way to end it? I think reflecting on the episode now, I actually did expect more. Even though I already saw the HBO special, I just thought they were going to bring more in this episode. But the only thing about the ending that I... Like I said, I wish Nick was added more and you just kind of saw how Gypsy just chose her selfish side. It was just kind of like, oh, well, <laughs> all right, Nick. I'll, I'll see you yeah. when I see you. Right. Yeah, it definitely could be longer, but I was fine with the way that they did things. As On a filming aspect, I liked the ending. Okay. I liked seeing her leave the one and enter in the other, watching that door close, watching that door open, and just the, the long shots of the walking and the pondering and everything that that meant in that shot. So from a filming aspect, I was really into it. Um, and I did feel like she is free. Okay. I did feel in a, in a certain a ironic in kind of way. way. Mm-hmm. I agree with the filming. I thought they did it. Fan- it was fantastic. I mean, I loved exactly what you just described. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing I've watched the documentary, I've watched all the interviews, there's so much info that I wish they would have at least added at the end with the credits kind of like oh Mm -hmm. you know what I mean with like at least words or like how she's doing now how he's doing now or all the things that could have added but honestly I thought it ended the way it should have I mean I'm the pertaining sole, to that. I'm the sole, You're the sole one. one that doesn't think so. <laughs> so I thought it was filmed beautifully guys I love this I love it and you guys know that I'm, a, I'm addicted to this this whole show and this whole thing that happened between Gypsy and Dee Dee and Nick. However, I think that I felt a little rushed in this episode. I feel like they decided to end here and it was a conscious decision to end here knowing that there's not going to be a season two Mm. of the same thing. So I don't know why we put so much emphasis on the catching them and the trial Mm -hmm. and severing the trial and them being behind prison and and all of that if we weren't going to explore it. And so that's the part that I felt like, well, I feel a little bit shafted. I love the poetic ending. I love that, you know, at the end she was truly free and she was free of her mom and her mom was her support system. And even though she wasn't there, she felt the guilt and the remorse in that moment. But I also think, too, that there was just so much left out. And guys, if you know the whole story, I am sure you're feeling the same way. And I just want to shout out uh, Chanel and Hanan um, in our live chat uh, because he's saying the ending was anticlimactic as well. And uh, they expected... I thought it was going to be a two-hour episode, too. Yeah. I really did. I told my family I think it's going to be a two-hour episode. And everyone's saying that in our chat. They're saying they thought it was going to be two hours. And they could have done it. Hulu, you could have done two Mm -hmm. hours and we would all have been there. Um, <laughs> so, with that being said, let's move on to some news and gossip because there's a lot of it. Um, I wanted to first start off. Okay, so this first picture we have here, this is in real life. This is Nick, uh, excuse me, this is Gypsy's dad and his new wife, who's not so new, and their daughter. So, in reality, he's married. He has two children. And this uh, picture is of them um, after a screening of the act. So I thought it was really interesting to see that. Um, and moving on to the next one. Next photo that we have there. Uh, guys, so he started uh, <laughs> uh, Change.org and his name is Rod, Rod Blanchard. He started a Change.org petition and it was called Free Gypsy Rose Blanchard and they needed 150000 
uh, signatures. Guys, when I went there this afternoon, they were at 149,648. Oh, wow. Had already signed. And I think because it was also the ending, the last episode, it was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And I don't know if you guys, as my producer, can pull that up, but I thought how crazy... Look at how sick people are in the world. Someone put Dee Dee Blanchard Stop. signed four minutes ago. Can you believe oh, at that? at the very top, yeah. At the very top, yeah. And the photo that he chose to use was him and his wife visiting Gypsy in prison. So I'm sure by the time that our show is aired right now, they've reached their 150,000 uh, petition she looks. goal. So what will happen once they reach their goal? What happens? Then? Well, he takes it to the governor and says, hey, listen, we have 150,000 people that thinks that uh, she, Gypsy, should either have a reduced sentence or be released or be moved to a mental facility. And then it's up to the governor to decide if he's going to do anything about it. She's only got like four years left, right? Right. So okay. she's halfway through. Uh, guys, I pulled this picture up because I thought that this was an important moment. Um, look at that. This is after, right after she killed her mom and she just plays the sociopath perfect she's putting on her lipstick getting ready for her new venture that was super super crazy I wonder if that happened in real life which I'm I'm assuming it did because I know they said a lot of it was accurate I mean a lot of it is really really accurate so I wouldn't be surprised if that happened Uh, the season one finale of the act uh, streaming on Hulu Gay fans a lot of answers, but also left a lot of new questions. And will there be a season two of the show? And according to IBT, uh, while the series has not yet been renewed or canceled, all sides are pointing to it returning with new episodes. Not only did season one of the show receive a 91% uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which wow. if you guys know, wow. that's huge. huge. Yeah, very uh, huge. But it also set a subscriber to series record for Hulu. Wow. So wow. anyone that subscribed, the, subscribed to Hulu in the recent past, first show they watched, The, the Act. Wow. Yes. Guys, this is uh, Joey King, uh, and it was her mom's birthday. She says, happy birthday to the person who made me into who I am today. Mama, you mean the world to me, and I'm so thankful for your strength in my life. And I just thought, oh, that is so sweet. And then the next photo she has is, remember when I was bald? Oh, she looks nice. Yeah, she took Love it. She's a gorgeous girl. She can pull that off. And I, she really, I think she can pull off anything. I'm living for it. And then the next photo we have here... Uh, guys, you know, Lacey was not a true person, but it was based off of a true fo- uh, true person. And I'm losing her name right now. It was like Aaliyah or Aaliyah something. Aaliyah or something yeah. like that. So the actress is on the left, and the true uh, person is in the inset photo. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a really good casting. It mm-hmm. is. Right? Like, she looks like her. In the next photo, we see Gypsy, and Gypsy, this is at uh, Nick's trial, and she testified against Nick at Nick's trial. Good lord. Uh huh. And wow. so this is in real life. And then it says Gypsy Blancer takes a stand during this trial of her ex boyfriend, Nicholas Goodjohn, on November 15th, 2018. So, guys, that was last year. Uh, she told an online magazine in March 2019, last month, that she plans to take legal action against the creators of the act which is this show that we're reviewing right now. And later, her family said that they were merely exploring the idea. And her stepmom said that she reached out to Michelle, who is the creator of the show, but she blocked me on everything, including Instagram, Facebook, etc. Chrissy told uh, the news leader late Friday, I sent her a voicemail 
hi, how you doing? Nothing rude. And when she called by phone, I think she realized it was a Louisiana phone number and she hung up. And that call took place in September, Christy said. The family also sent Hulu a certified letter, which was returned unopened. And the news leader reached out to Hulu and has no comment so far. And says, we're looking into what other legal rights we have. So we'll see how that drama plays out. Next, we have uh, Joey in Teen Vogue. And I just thought this was just a few months ago. And she looks amazing. I've said this multiple times. I'm a huge fan of hers. Yeah, now. No, I just became a fan from this show. Like, Joey King Mm -hmm. is really doing her thing. She, bunch of interviews, Ellen, all Mm -hmm. of that. Like, Joey King, phenomenal actress. And then the next photo, this is a Gypsy's booking photo. She's really tan. <coughs> yeah. Right? She looks like she's got straight tan. makeup on. Like, but where did they catch Snapchat, tans, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Right, she's she's living the life of luxury. <laughs> Chef and I talked about that last week. Uh, and then the next photo, guys, this is the actual Nick Gojong. And I just wanted you guys to see hmm. how... The empathy that I feel for this guy is so real because in real life you can tell that he has some challenges and it's unfortunate that this guy got life without parole and Gypsy got 10 years years. and she's halfway through so she'll be out shortly and if you guys know anything about the legal system you know they're going to put in good time there they're going to put in any programs that she does and she'll be out shortly. And yeah, that next photo is of Gypsy coming into the courthouse. And then, guys, that last photo. If you want to know more... (coughs) Excuse me, guys. I'm just getting over this cold. If you want to know more about Nick's story, I highly encourage you to go to ozarksfirst.com. There's a video where Nick from jail in 2018 gives his side of the story. And it's very compelling. excuse me so that's nick right there um all scruffy and on the phone with his interview and i did want to pull up one more thing um in the season finale we see that uh rod and gypsy didn't have a real relationship but in real life they had a relationship and he was in her life uh till she was 10 years old so that was like a little bit of creative license for them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, guys. There's so much. I, I could know. go on and on and on and on. Well, we'll <coughs> go back to Nick because I want to hear everybody's opinion. If you had to do their sentences, what would you give Gypsy and what would you have given Nick? Go. Gypsy would. I know. I struggle with this too. I know. It's, it's, it's challenging because we see everything that she went through, but I'm not 100% convinced that she was. In this crazy headspace to where she couldn't have made a different choice. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm coming in at. Like, I feel like she had way more control than she's trying to act. You know, oh, oblivious, oh, it wasn't me. So, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's tough. If we're talking strictly legal mm-hmm. and taking any empathy that I feel for situation <coughs> out of it, she should definitely have more time. Because when you do those kind of cases, the crime would not have happened without her. Right. Regardless of who did it. It wouldn't have happened without right. her. And he actually has the mental issue. Hers is nurtured. Right. His is... Yeah. Literally. Chemically. Yeah. yeah. So she... Definitely more time just legally on, from a legal stand, standpoint. Um, I definitely would have given them both uh, an evaluation. I think Nick deserves to be 
um, in an institution where they also deal with his specific challenges. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Gypsy, she should have gotten more than 10 years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, think, I can at least agree to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More than two yeah. years. Do you think mm-hmm. that they should have gotten the death penalty? <coughs> no. 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 Okay. No. So we're all in agreement. They're both victims. The yeah. Just in different in ways. different ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hanan, you wanted, it's Ozark. So it's O-Z-A-R-K-S first.com if you want to see Nick's interview, his one and only interview from prison. Everybody's agreeing with us. Yeah. They yeah. Say yeah. Nick. Gypsy, They're saying Gypsy more. Yeah. I would have given her 20. I would have given him like maybe 22, but I would have mm. put him in an institution for life. Like that would have been mm-hmm. my, and then put her in an institution for at least five or 10 years before putting her out into society, which I know she's getting help in prison. They've talked about that, but I don't think it's enough. <laughs> yeah, agreed. When she's Snapchatting and doing these <laughs> these friggin' Gantans. photo wedding ops. rings, I'm uh-huh. over it. I'm over it. and I'm over her, guys. I'm so sad, sad that we're saying goodbye. It's so hard to say goodbye. Yes, I'm full of song lyrics. Um, But let's continue the conversation. You can definitely uh, hit us up all across social media. You can find me at Linda So Girly. You can find me at Chelsea E. Snyder on all social media platforms. Guys, I'm here for Twilight Zone and Gentleman Jack. And on social media, uh, Raven French on all platforms. I'm here for the shy currently right now under after buzz, but at chef underscore beans with the Z on all platforms. So guys, if you want a season two and you want them to continue the act with Gypsy and Dee Dee and Nick, which, you know, we have no control over. Definitely throw that in the comments. Let's shout it out to Hulu because, you know, they watch Mm -hmm. and we'll see what happens for season two. May 15th are the upfront. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it gets renewed and they decide because we loved Gypsy and Nick and Dee Dee and Lacey and all of them so Mm -hmm. much that maybe they'll switch it up. Until next time, guys. Bye Bye for now. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.